listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And grow. He saved you, he saved me. He saved us for all time. What about others? He saved you, he saved me. What are we doing for others? Do you believe in dreams, the Holy Spirit's dream? of men running down the street they didn't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly cliff and into the lake of fire he saved you he saved What about others? He saved you, he saved me. What are we doing for others? Multitudes, multitudes, multitudes are waiting. to hear the gospel they don't know Jesus Christ they are lost and dying so Jesus in this pure and simple form 
one has the right to hear the gospel twice while the rest of the world hasn't heard it even once the spirit of christ is the spirit of missions the nearer we get to jesus the more missionary we become sympathy is no substitute for action if jesus christ died for me Sacrifice can be too great For me to make for my dear Savior Oh, Jesus, Savior of the world Yeah, Jesus, Savior of the world All you gotta do is tell the world Tell the world that Jesus says, tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus says, and I shall bring forth a son, and I shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus Christ. Savior of the world We talk of the second coming of Christ Oh, while the world hasn't heard of his first coming Why are we keeping silent about the good news? If you had the cure for cancer Wouldn't it be Conceivable to hide it from the rest of the world. How much more inconceivable to keep silent about Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus said. That Jesus says, tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus says, Jesus, Savior of the world. You got to tell the world about Jesus, Savior of the world. Rise up and tell the world about
needed someone to hold me so close. Looking for love in all the wrong places. I didn't know that I was deceived. I just wanted us to be together. Oh, Peter Lover, where is he now? Peter Lover, he would not stay. Peter Lover, he broke my heart. Peter Lover, love's gone bad. So many boys. It was a love, many relationships. When I needed someone to hold me so close, looking for love in all the wrong places, I didn't know that I was deceived. Boys like Peter just. Relationships failing And I did not understand it Boys not staying Except the Lord builds a house They labor in vain Jesus said without me you can do nothing Love and peace are only found in Jesus. Greater love is only found in Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus lover, greater love. Jesus lover, the Oh, Jesus lover. Jesus lover, you are the greater love, yeah. he healed my heart, Jesus lover, the greater love, Jesus lover, my prince of peace, oh Jesus lover. stand and pray. (laughs) Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful afternoon. Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be in church. Thank you, Lord, for this great chance and privilege you've given to us to hear your word, to receive your word, to preach and to teach your word, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your power prevail, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for healing, for salvation. Thank you for renewal of many minds, Lord, by the power of your word. Thank you, Father. Heal us. Heal our ways, Lord. Save us and bless us as we hear your word. I thank you, Father. I give you all the thanks and I give you all the praise for this great opportunity we have to be in your house. Let your Holy Spirit take over and brood over us. Walk amongst us. Stay with us. Bless us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here with us. Thank you, Father, for this blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Your amen is weak. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. It's time for the word of God. Wow. I had to save Dandan from her speech she has prepared. Hallelujah. So, uh, ready to hear the word of God? Okay, so today I move on. We've been sharing on those who forget. Today I'm sharing on people you must not forget. People you must not forget. If you remember the first um, week on this series, I told you that uh, remembrance is the master key to loyalty and for loyalty and for faithfulness. If you want to be faithful, you want to stay faithful, want to remain faithful, loyal to any good cause, you must remember. As soon as you forget or you start suffering from forgetfulness, you begin to misbehave. Hallelujah. Even when you forget about salvation and um, what it means to be saved, you see that your life changes. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Your life changes when you forget about salvation, what you were before, how God saved you, how God loved you, when you experienced the love of God, how grateful you were, how happy you were. You couldn't believe any, anyone could love you till you met Jesus. And he said, look, there's real love. Love that, love that you, you don't pay anything for. You know, there are some loves that when you receive, you have to give something back. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. When you say, I love you, and you also say, I love you back, it means that you have to um, do some things, isn't it, to um, show your love. They'll sing for you, if you really love me, come on and let it show, isn't it? Yeah, because you can't just say, I love you, and then you say, me too, or I love you. No, you have to let it show. But here you are, you meet your wonderful savior, he says, I love you. And he doesn't want anything else from you. Just be a Christian. So you, you have to remember that love and that experience. Otherwise, in times of pressure and difficulties, you change. I mean, how can you, how can you come to church? Or how can you say you won't come to church? Because seasons are a little different. I mean, it was raining this morning. Temperature is still warm. And it's raining. How can you say that you are not in London because it's raining? We are still here. We've enjoyed sunshine. Now things are changing. How can you say that, look, this place is rubbish. It's not rubbish. It's seasons. Seasons change. 
Though it's warm, it's wet. It's not warm and wet. Soon, soon it will be cold and wet. It will be cold and wet for a long time. Then it will be cold, wet, and gray. Grumpy, grumpy weather. The weather is always moody. But you have to know how to cheer yourself up. Because the sunshine is gone or it's going. That is, that is life. Sometimes life gets grumpy on you. How many of you have experienced some grumpiness in life? Yes. But when life gets grumpy, remember your salvation. And remember God. And stay with God. You see, that, that's, what, that's what perhaps makes someone like Job very great. Because he's, he said that though you slay me, yet will I praise you. His wife, his wife said to him, curse God and die. It's like, let's end, let's end all this nonsense. But he said, I have trust in God. The sun will appear again. You know, soon the sun will appear again. Yeah, there'll be some sunny spells. So he said, sunny spells. Uh, everybody will be happy on the trains. Everybody will be happy on the tubes again. Everybody is getting, you know, colder and quieter. But soon, they'll become happy again a year from now. <laughs> it sounds far, isn't it? Yeah, but it will come soon. See, everybody will start chatting again, saying hello, asking you where you're going. Dancing. Today I was looking at everybody on the train and I said, look, people's moods are changing. They are getting under the weather. Everybody's getting, becoming calm. Calm. People, even people who are going to watch um, West Ham. I think West Ham is playing football today. Yes, I saw a lot of them going to. Are they? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> look, don't drag us into football business. But I saw a lot of them putting on their hoodies, putting on their jackets. You can see that though they are going to water, they are not as excited. They are not singing. They are not doing They're just... I said, oh, the weather has changed. All these things, I was thinking about life as well. That, so this is how life is. It goes like that, comes up, but it's life. You just live because we still have a God. So I'm saying to us that we have to remember be able to remember so that you don't change. When things change around you, be a constant because God is always God. God is the constant in life. The constant in your life is God. God is not a variable. Do you know variables and constants? Yes. The, the differential of a constant is zero. When you differentiate a constant, you get zero. It means, it means that it doesn't change. There's no change. Did you not do differentiation? You, or, or you didn't. No problem if you didn't. But when you differentiate, if you didn't at least learn, when you differentiate a constant, the result is zero. Do you understand? It means that a constant doesn't change. A constant doesn't change. What changes are variables. Those ones where you keep differentiating, if you keep getting other, you'll be able to determine the differences. And, and come up with the differentials. But a constant, you differentiate a constant. You've never heard the word of dif- differentiate before, isn't it? Yes, that's, that's why you're in church. You learn a lot of different things. And don't be stressed over it. Okay? Don't get, don't get stressed. Don't, don't switch off. Because the pastor said uh, differentiation. Don't, don't, don't switch off. Don't, get, don't, start, don't start developing flu. Yeah, it's like talking. I mean, no longer sometimes you can sit in the class when the lecturer starts talking. I was like, you just switch us like, ah, 
I was in my room studying once and a friend came by. That was when I was in uni, not yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, I remember that day I was studying a subject called abstract algebra. So one of these, one of these, you won't be there. <laughs> one of these art students, he came and he was standing looking at me, writing and moving on. He just said, he wants to ask me a question. <laughs> I said, what's your question? He said, this thing that you are doing, how can it improve the economy? <laughs> he said, this thing that you are doing, how? I mean, it's like, when you are there, say, how? How would it make any difference to the economy of the country? I said, you wait till I finish. <laughs> you will see, you, you see, the, you see the improvement. So anyway, I was talking to you about constant. God is constant in your life. God doesn't change. He's always there. Things change. Weather, life, circumstances, different things. But God is always the same. So always keep God. Always keep God. Have you ever said sometimes your friends change? How many of you have changed friends? Especially the sisters. You always change friends, isn't it? Yes. You're always changing friends, yeah. Yeah. I didn't used to understand, but this is I understand it. Because I realized that when you, when you even say that there's no problem, you actually mean it. There's no problem. There's no quarrel. There's nothing. You just, it's like just your life. You just change. You just change friends based on what you need. So be that way. Keep changing. Once you are happy and you are still a Christian, we're okay with it. Yeah. I used to wonder. I said, why? Why are you changing friends? You people, yeah. But these are so, oh, no, change. It's okay. That's what makes you happy. So keep changing. Keep changing, keep moving. Yeah. Is it not true, sisters? You change friends all the time. Yeah. You change friends all the time. I mean, your friends two years ago are not, not likely to be your friends today. You've dropped them long time ago. Long time ago. You've changed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reason, isn't it? There's no quarrel. When you meet them, you say hello, you say hi. That's what guys, we keep our friends. Mm. We will grow up with them. Yeah, you change hairdressers. Guys, we keep, we keep our barbers. Yes. I, saw a br- I know a brother whose barber came for his wedding. He even, he even gave a speech. You know, those optional speeches, different people. Yeah, I was surprised. I remember I asked, who, who is this? I said, oh, that's his barber. That's the level he's taking the loyalty to. <laughs> I've not seen any lady whose hairdresser is at their wedding before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just get finished with the hair and just go home. That's it. But make God a constant in your life. So, people you must not forget. Matthew chapter 22 and verse number 28 there are people you must not learn not to forget about some. There are people that are important. Some people you must forget. There are people you must not forget. So I'm teaching you about people you must not forget in your life. Don't forget about these people. Did I say Matthew? I did. You sure you heard Matthew? I didn't say Matthew. I said Proverbs. 
<laughs> Proverbs 22, 28. Yes. You heard Matthew. I heard Proverbs. Yeah. Janice, you also heard Proverbs. Yeah, you heard Proverbs. Yes. It says that remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. So, this like, uh, this like a scripture that is teaching us that there are some things you don't remove from your life. You don't take away. You don't forget about it. You don't just push it away. You don't rub it off. You don't rub it out of your life and say that it doesn't exist or it's not necessary or it's not important. Remove not the ancient landmark. So, there are some people that are like pillars in your life. They are like landmarks in your life. They, they didn't, they, you didn't meet them accidentally. You didn't meet them accidentally. They didn't come into your life accidentally. Like the brother was telling us that he met some people at where? Westfield. Is it Westfield? Yeah, Westfield. You see, you can easily think that, oh, there are always these type of people walking around in Westfield. They're, they're, but you see, it's not, it's not, it's not accidental. The Bible says that, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Your, your, life, your life is not an accident. The people that you meet, people that you encounter, people that come into your life are God sent. You, you have to know them. You have to know those that came into your life. And this one is sent from God. It's like it's God who brought this person into your life. In other words, there is, there is a purpose, a reason why God brought this person into your life. That you, don't, you don't wrap them off. You don't forget about them. Because when you forget about people... And what they represent in your life, it means that you despise the effect they've also had on your life. And whatever they've done for you or whatever they can do for you, you remove that thing out of your life. So you have to, you have to remember and not despise or condemn or reject certain experiences and people and things that have happened in your life. You must remember. It even keeps you humble. It keeps you humble. Sometimes when you remember something, it keeps you humble. You stay humble because you know that this, this is not how you were. It's somebody who helped you. Did somebody not help you? How many of you have been helped before in this life? You've been helped. Somebody helped you to become better, for things to get better. Somebody helped you. You can't forget, you can't forget about such people. You can't say this how you were or you did it by your own might or your own strength. Everybody has received help. Everybody has received help. Before being helped in one way or the other. You can't suddenly say that um, you were the first human being to be created. No, you're not the first human being to be created. Someone gave birth to you. So you are, everything about you is original. No, there are people like that. Everything about them is original. They never like to point at anybody or point to anything that was help from here or was help from here or I learned this from here or I learned that from everything is original. Everything is original. And those are the people don't, who don't last. People without a history usually don't last. Someone who has no history I just arrived. I've just been made. I am myself. I made myself. Self-made. Self-made, custom-made, custom self-made. 
usually don't, they usually don't last. You see, your, 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 um, deferring or referring to someone as a helper helps you to do well in life. That's how, that's how someone will also mention your name. People who don't mention anyone's name, no one also mentions their name. In other words, all their work and their fruits are useless. Because they have taught others how not to make reference to important people in their lives. So when you can't say, this person did this for me. This person helped me with this. This person did that for me. When you can't say it, the only thing you like to do is to feel bigger, greater, more important, original. And forget about everything. Everything you forget about it. Some people don't do well. Some people don't do well. They don't do well at all. So, remove not the ancient landmark. In the passage of time, there will be the temptation to remove the ancient landmarks. You would like to remove it because perhaps that person who is like an important person, a landmark in your life, could even offend you. But when they offend you, you have to remember. You have to remember who they are and what they've done. When your mother offends you, you don't call her a witch. How can you call your mother a witch because she's, she's now looks offensive? Or she doesn't understand you. You say she's a witch. She's not a witch. She's not, she, she's not a witch. I don't want to say what you are becoming, but she, she's not a witch. You can't, call your, you, can't call, you can't call your mother a witch. How can you call your mother a witch? Hmm? <laughs> you just have to remember. When you, when you are able to remember, you keep the ancient landmarks intact in your life. Intact. You keep them intact in your life. So, people you must not forget. Number one, I think you are ready now, isn't it? Are you ready? Are you ready to know the people you must not forget? I'm also ready to tell you people you must not forget. Mm. And for you to know that you didn't meet them accidentally. The first person, perhaps the most important, the most important of all, perhaps the most important of all, is the person who led you to Christ. Never forget the person who led you to Christ. The person who witnessed to you, or the person who preached to you, the person who led you to give your life and give yourself to Christ. Never forget that person. You must always remember the person. You have to remember that person. Interestingly, in my life, I didn't get a human being to witness me. I got a, a, a paper. And I didn't check who wrote that thing. It was a tract. 48 hours in hell. I don't know who brought it to the house. Maybe I should have asked in the house, who brought this thing to the house? I don't know who brought it to the house, but someone must have brought it to the house. But I saw it one evening lying there, 48 hours in hell. Someone's testimony. That was someone's testimony that has been printed on a pink tract. Pink with black letters, black writing. And I remember I was sitting there in the sofa, my father's sofa that he has bought to the house. I didn't contribute to it. You should know that the furniture in your house is not for you. You didn't buy it. Yes. No, you don't know the difference. My father's sofa. Okay, my father and my mother's full so far. 
my father so far. <laughs> I saw a pink tract in the house and I sat in it and I was reading it. 48 hours. The testimony of someone who had spent 48 hours in hell. He went to hell. He died, went to hell, and came back to life. And at the end, at the end of that tract were scriptures. For one was, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. That scripture. And fallen short and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. This scripture was there at the end. Because I thought I was a good boy. Yeah, I thought I was a good boy. All the, I had, there are a lot of Christians around me. None of them ever witnessed to me. That was what I had against them after I got saved. Uh, and I realized I had to forgive them so I don't become bitter. Yeah, because they had this precious thing. Very, very precious. And they never shared it with me. I remember a couple of them who used to come to me for me to teach them maths, GCSE maths. The teachers, can you help us to solve this problem? And they were Christians, tongue-talking Christians. I mean, advanced Christians. They never opened their mouth and uttered a word about salvation. They'll just bring the past questions. They say, can you um, um, solve this for us? Then I'll write it for them. Is this, is it? I'll give it to them. They'll go. Can you help us with this? Never open their mouth. I mean, tongue-talking, you understand tongue-talking Christians? Real solid believers. Only discovered who they were after I got saved. That This guy, this is his rank. He's a, he's a, he's a dead serious guy. Dead serious guys. Never. Never. If I had died, I would have gone to hell. But do you know why they never witnessed to me? Because we also have in our minds what sin is. Having a girlfriend, I didn't have any. Not even half or a quarter. Do <laughs> you understand? Not even, not even a quarter. To even say to me that this is to affirm what you already know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even have a quarter. Because <laughs> if, if I had one, they would have used that to witness to because their mind that Because the mind of many people is that sin, the only sin in this world is fornication. So he didn't have one, so there was no fornication. In those, in those days, there was nothing like gay. I mean, you, 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 you are completely mad if you ever say that you are, you are gay. I mean, there's nothing like that. So that would even be a, even a, a point. Number two, I wasn't drinking. I mean, I was drinking water in Fanta, but <laughs> alcohol. You, you understand what I mean, yes. Well, I'm not drinking, you understand? Yes. No drinking. Do you understand? No drinking. Nothing. No clubbing. In those days, it was called disco. Yes. Yes. It was disco. No discoing for me. No discoing. That wasn't there. What, what else is there? What else do you uh, smoking? smoking. What? Oh, I, mean, I used to. I used to find you so crazy if you smoke. So crazy. I'd be mean, like, what is wrong with you? You smell like hell. Yeah. 
I wasn't a Christian, but I used to tell friends who used to smoke and who had girlfriends. Well, those who had girlfriends, I used to, I used to talk to them. It's all like moral lessons. <laughs> but it's like, what, what, what is wrong with you? It's like, what is wrong with you? How can you have a gay? I mean, what is wrong with you? They're smoking and drinking. I should give them moral lessons. No vest. <laughs> no vest. So I'm explaining to you why nobody witnessed to me. And that's a mistake you have to avoid. Never assume. Never assume because this person doesn't do this, doesn't do this. So it means he's saved. All have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. And then the other scripture that was there is that our righteousness are like filthy rags. These two struck, uh, uh, scriptures were like a dart thrown into my heart. I said, what a shock. Nice guy like me, you mean, you mean I'm going to hell? What are you saying? I remember I kept asking myself, what are you saying? I'm a good boy. I don't drink. No girlfriend. No smoking. No discoing. What else is there? No drugs. Oh, drugs. I mean, are you mad? <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, te- I'm telling you how my mind, that, that's what, that was my mind. It's like, what, what are you saying? Drags, I mean, what's wrong with you? And then what else is there? Still, oh, no. No, 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 no. My father really liked me. I think, I think I can say anybody who cares to debate or Mother's mother said, they can come and debate. But I think I was my father's favorite guy. Yeah. Not favorite son, favorite child. Both boys and girls, I'll compete for that title. He really liked me. Yeah, he really liked me. So what, what, is that, is that what else can there be? What, what problem can I have? Do you understand? What problem can I have? He liked me. I heard, I heard, I don't know, I don't know what meeting, I don't know what meeting he was having with my mother once. I don't know what type of meeting it was because I've been married for a while and I haven't had such a meeting. (laughs) But I heard them and I didn't move away. I stayed where they were behind where they were talking and they couldn't see me. And then they were discussing each child. There were seven of us. They were discussing each one. They would mention this name. They would mention a name. I think my mother was like the secretary, so she would mention the name. <laughs> and, then, and then my father would run the commentary, then they would discuss, okay, this and that and that and that. So I said to myself, I'll wait, I'll wait for, my na- for my name. I was number three. So there my name came. When my name came, I was surprised at what my father said. Do you know what he said? He said, oh, don't worry about him, the millionaire. He said, millionaire, don't worry about him. Wow. 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 Are you, are you surprised at who I am now? <laughs> he just he just said I couldn't see him, but I could I could I pictured him waving his hand. Because the only thing I heard was, oh the millionaire, don't worry about it. It's like next. It's like next, let's move on. Let's move. I was I was in six when I was in lower six. Lower six what year twelve. Yes. He just dismissed it. And they moved to the next next child. And I, 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 after I've heard my report, I just glided away. So it looks like, it looks like there's something. There's something for me. Something for me. But I'm explaining to you that with this mind, I didn't think I needed salvation. 
But the Bible says that all have sinned. Everybody, everybody, including everybody. The only way to be saved is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the only way to be saved. So I thank God for that tract. Then I thank God for that brother, for that brother who met me and said to me, let's go to church because now I'm saved, but I'm at home. I don't go to church. Because that day I knelt down and I gave my life because at the, at the back of the tract was the sinner's prayer. I prayed that prayer genuinely from my heart. I said, today I'm saved. I'm saved. I, I, you see, I was, the shock, the shock was that I would have gone to hell. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, nice guy. You see the picture. This guy was a nice guy. The guy I just explained, this guy, he, was a very, he, must, be, he must be Mr. Goody Goody. Goody Goody guy. That's the type that will report the siblings when they're doing something naughty, isn't it? Yeah. He would tell just now. <laughs> Nobody used to report them. I didn't say anything. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered. I'm sure I felt reported them was even adding to my sins. I didn't even bother about people. Live your life and be happy. The brother that I shouldn't forget, he invited me to church for the first time. It was a Sunday evening. And he said to me, he, he, he only goes to church on Sunday evenings. So I said, oh, it's a good idea. You have the whole day in the evening, so you just go to church. So I started, I started going to church on Sunday evenings. Assemblies of God Church. We go on Sunday evening. Six to eight, it's finished. We're very, very happy. <laughs> Six to a very short service. Everything is done, everything is finished. Then we just go home. So I remember him. That he led me to church, that we have to go to church. He said, Church. I said, Church, no problem, we'll go. You have to remember the, the person who led you to Christ and the person who brought you to church. You have to remember that person. Do you remember that person? Or that person doesn't exist in your life. You have to remember. Don't, don't, say, don't say that you just happened. Somebody, somebody brought you to Christ. Number two. Wow. Can you see the important people in your life? Let's read 1 Corinthians 4.15. It says that for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. That is the person who led you to Christ. He has become a father in Christ to you. A father in Christ. Okay, so number two is the person who taught you the fundamentals of Christianity. The fundamentals of Christianity. You have to remember that person. You have to remember the person who taught you in New Believer School. New believer school, lay schools, school of solid foundation. Do you have school of solid foundation? Yes, you have, to, you have to remember the person who taught you solid foundation. The person who taught you new believer. If you haven't been to new believer school, it's like you've missed, you've missed primary school. Yes, it's like you've missed primary school. You've missed primary school and you are doing your masters. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like? You didn't go to primary school. Like, so you're doing masters. You're doing masters because of your age. 
And you see, after, after people have been in the faith for a while, the problems they have and their reaction to the problem explains, explains their foundation. Yeah, you, you, can tell, you can tell this person has no foundation or hasn't got a good foundation. You see, you can't, you can't easily eliminate, eliminate your primary school years out of your life. When you advance in life and you speak, even when you speak, we can tell which primary school you went to. When you speak, because there are some things that are basics. When you speak, the way you carry yourself, the way you go about things, we can tell, we can tell where you are from. Even though, even though your advanced years or older years looks, appear glorious, but there are some things that you can't easily change and replace. So your, your foundations in Christianity are very key. If you haven't been to New Believer School, I'll tell that go back to New Believer School. No matter what you're doing, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed at all. Don't be ashamed. Don't say, oh, you're, I'm, no, go back to New Believer School. Do it. You haven't been through lay schools, school of solid foundation, school of this. No, go and do it. Because it, it, is, it, is, it is explaining the way you react to things. that you, Some things are missing. Some things are missing. Some things are missing. Imagine you are 30 years old. Rich, prosperous. But you can't spell your name. So you see, you can be in the church. You can be in the church for a long time. You've been around a long time. You are actually one of the prominent people in the church. But you are missing the fundamentals and the basic things. The day you are tested, you see that you can't stand. It's not, because, it's not because of some special demon or some special problem. It's just that the basics of the faith is not there. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. Can you tell us you see people, they're supposed to be teachers, they haven't become teachers. They'll even tell that they want to be a teacher, but you know they can't be a teacher. Why? They need to be taught again the first principles of the oracles of God and are become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. That's what I say. That's what I'm, I'm recommending to you that if you've never been through New Believer School, go through New Believer School. If you feel so important that you can't, just tell your pastor that, Pastor, can you give me private lessons? Tell your pastor that, look, I'll meet you in Starbucks. Every, every, every Tuesday, Tuesday at 6 p.m., I'll be there. Just 30 minutes. Just teach me until we are finished. Just tell your pastor. Your pastor will do it for you. They are here as I'm saying. They'll do it. Tell them, oh, meet me. I can't tell them, you know, it's very, very difficult for me to come and sit in the class. The way my beard has grown in the church. I can't, I can't come. I can't come, I mean. When I joined the church, I didn't have a beard. But the way my beard has become, I can't see how I'll be sitting with new believers. I really feel bad. So, pastor, will you do it for me at Costa? Costa, I'll buy you coffee. Just tell them that I'll buy you, I'll buy you, um, what, what do you like? 
Okay, she likes chai latte, so you get it, you get it for her. If it was me, I like um, tap water. <laughs> you do like tap water, no? Okay, she's changed her mind. She likes tap water. But as you've as you've moved, see, you've moved on, you've moved on, but the foundations. Sometimes you'll be surprised you even become a pastor. But the foundations are weak. It shows. It shows. There are some things that it shows that this person, this person has, has, is missing the first principles. So first principles are very, very important. Don't dodge new believers who don't do two weeks and disappear or three weeks and disappear. Finish it. And then do the lay schools, the different schools. Do the schools. What are the schools? School of the word. Listen, oh, listen. I'm saying it. Well, number one, the school of the word. Two, school of solid foundation. You need the school of solid foundation. Three, school of victorious living. School of apologetics so that nobody will be able to convert you. It would be a shame if somebody is able to convert you from Christianity. To any other thing. So you need a school of apologetics. That is to stand in defense of your faith. You have to know what you have believed. And why you have believed. Uh huh. School of evangelism. And then fruitful believer school. And new believer school. Seven schools in all. First principles. First principles. First principles. I've done all these schools. First principles. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a, there's a difference between the person who has the person who hasn't got it. There's a difference. There's always a difference. It always shows. Like I'm saying, your primary school. It has a way. It has a way of saying, na 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 na. Then it then it hides. Your primary school. It has a way of appearing. <laughs> Interact with people. You say the problem the person has is not. It's not a serious problem. It's not a sin. It's just a primary school, and the primary school teacher. few years ago, I used to have some meetings with a group of people. It was my first time of interacting with them. Anything they say, I had to ask somebody else, what did they say? What, what did they say? And they thought that, they thought that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand, you know. But the problem really was that <laughs> their primary school didn't help them in how to pronounce words and how to form sentences. So you see, one day I was with them, and one of them said something. The other one was laughing, and I said, "I said to the person, what did he, I dare you? What did he say?'" <laughs> I said, "I dare you. What did he say that you are laughing?" And he said, "I didn't get what he said." <laughs> so I, I explained to them. I said, "Can you can you see how can you see how how you people behave? You don't even hear what each other is saying, but you just laugh. You just laugh like like mental patients." 
You can't, you can't, even, make, you can't even make sense, sense of the poor the person say, but you're laughing. And you carry on and you grow up like that. With grandmother is, 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 not, is not grandma. Every sentence, of course, for me, wasn't a problem. I don't have a complex. So I, I just, I, had, I needed an interpreter in every meeting. Though they were speaking English, I needed an interpreter. Even as an interpreter, tell me what they said. Then I'll, I'll speak, I'll speak my clear English. Can you not hear what I'm saying? Yes, I speak my English. Then they also say this. And, and we are all, yeah, yeah. they were even born here. I was born in the British Airways fly six hours before they would get to where I was born. Six hours before it will land, and then you need about 30 minutes drive. If you land in the evening, it will be easier to get there. You land in the afternoon, it will take you about an hour and a half to get to the hospital. If there's no power cut, it'd be easier to find <laughs> to find the room in which I was born in. If there's power cut, you need a torch. Are you understanding? I'm explaining first principles. First principles. When you have good first principles, you speak better. You communicate better. Have you seen something? Another example I can give you is singers. There's some singers who have good voice, but they're bad singers. Because when they're singing, you see, what is the essence of singing? And we can't hear what you're saying. What's the essence of it? I mean, why, why should you sing to us if we can't hear what you're saying? And then you see, people who don't appreciate and understand music will be clapping and shouting because you've made, you've made a, a very... It's like... Then they are wowed. But they can't hear anything that you are saying. Just like, just like those my friends. Just like those friends of mine. If you want to be a good singer, when you take the microphone and you are singing, and you hold the microphone with your two hands, and when, and when you are singing a part, you stay still. Otherwise, as you are moving... You see, it's, it's, all, it's all the basics and the fundamentals. Well, if you don't have a good trainer, if you don't have a good trainer, you will sing and nobody will hear what you are, you are saying. Because as soon as you dance whilst you are singing, we can't hear anything you are saying. We'll be watching you and we'll be screaming. You see, the people, people of a certain type are the ones who will be excited about what you are. Because the importance of singing is the words. I mean, what's the importance of preaching? Should you not hear what I'm saying? Imagine I'm saying to you that, oh, God bless you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody's the Lord is here. The Lord is stupid. I mean, what's the point? If I do this for one hour, what, what's the point of coming to church? The people who stand up are people who are not deep. They are just excited that I can skip. It's like he can really skip around. It's like wow. He has energy. I mean, the pastor has energy. I mean, praise God. No. But it's when you have a good trainer, basically, tell them, no, we need 
We need to hear what you're saying. First and foremost, we need to hear. I can't forget my nursery teacher. She was called Miss Mary. Yes. She taught me the alphabet. And I remember her sounding it. And saying, ah, ah, that's A. And then she would say, ah, ah, apple. And then she would say, be, be, ball. And then she sounded C and said, ka, ka, cat. Then did a dog, egg, egg, fish. What comes after E? F, F. G. I think G was gate. H was hen. And then she'll make, and then she'll make the dots with the, for the alphabet. And then she'll hold my hand with a crayon. Red crayon for A. B crayon for B. There's color. Very colorful. When I finish it, you know, I take it boldly to my mom and say, you know, I've done the alphabet. Meanwhile, my hand was held. <laughs> my hand was held to write it. So I remember when it was like, when you, when it gave me the first time I write it, it was dancing all over the page, dancing like that. No straight line. Then once it was straight. So proud of it. I've got it straight today. I've got it straight. Straight. I'm sure I thought I could keep it for the rest of my life. Straight. Then I wrote my name. Then I have to start writing sentences. You know how to join your letters. To have that handwriting. We've done all. When we grow up, then we forgot our basic principles. But you, if I have, you, say you are taught how to write. So I'm going to say to you again that these schools and new believer schools are important. So don't forget the person who taught you. We, we don't have those structures in church just for fun, just, just to engage people. But it shows up in your Christian life. It shows up. It shows up. You see that? I, mean, I know people today who would like to, who would like to do more, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid of them because of their foundation. I'm afraid to give them certain roles in there because of their foundation. Because I know they never finished New Believer School, if they tried it at all. They've never done lay schools. They don't even understand. They don't even understand it. So we have a leader. Someone, you see, you are teaching people. Someone will challenge you and you are confused. Because you are missing out on the first principles. So remember the person who taught you first principles. First principles. I remember the person who taught me in my new believer school days. I remember. I remember the person sitting there. Showing, showing us how to have quiet time. Wow. Number three. Are you learning things today? Remember the person, number three, remember the person who influenced you to go into ministry. Person who influenced you to go into ministry. That is where Bishop Dad comes into my life. Yeah. Because nobody has ever spoken to me about ministry before. Never, ever. The call of God that you are called that you can work for God. Never ever. But he came to my house. He visited me in my house. No discussion about, about anything. His only question was, do you believe you are called? That his second question was, do you believe you are called to be a pastor? These were the two questions on the whole visitation. An explanation of the call 
and the work of the ministry. He influenced me into the ministry to know that this, because I've never thought of myself that I'm called. It's not like as I was there, I feel like I'm called. You know, I'm, I'm called already. I can work for God. I can pass a job. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. There was nothing like that. I was a Christian. Nice Christian. An okay Christian. But not working for God. Because there are two different things. You can, go in, you can be in church every Sunday, but not working for God. And most people don't encourage people to work for God. Most people actually discourage people from working for God. Especially good parents. Good parents discourage their children from working for God. And I call them good, I mean good. They're actually very good parents. Because they have a vision for you. They want you to do well in school. And they feel, they feel that working for God is something that destroys, will destroy your life. So when I say good, I don't mean that the advice is good, but I'm saying that their intentions are good. What they don't know about you is what you were like before you started going to church. That's the side they don't know. That's why they feel, that's why they feel rather the church is having an adverse effect on you. Because they don't know what you were like, because you've never told them. And I also won't tell them. That's what they don't do. Because if they knew that, they would rather, they would rather ask us if we don't have a room in the church to keep you from Monday to Sunday. If they knew what you were like. But they don't know. And they will never know. And they shouldn't know because it, it, can, it, can, it, can, it can really worry them. You know it, isn't it? Don't you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Even now, as you're in church, it's not easy. Is it easy as you're in church? It's not even easy. You're in church, but it's not easy. Yeah. So when you meet somebody who has influenced you into the ministry, that is, work for God. Work, not just be a normal, but work for God. Serve God. Give your life to God. Give yourself wholly to him. You have to remember that person. You have to remember that person. You have to remember that person. After, I, I, can't, I can't forget Bishop. I can't forget him. Because he gave me and has given me my life's job. If I didn't meet him, what, what would I have been? Uh, maybe a teacher. I'm not saying teaching is a bad job, but I mean, I, I have a better job now than a teacher, a lecturer. I have a better job. I mean, do you want a debate? We can, you can come here, let's debate. Yeah. Yes. Give me a better job. And a job that has lasted my lifetime. My lifetime. Can you give me any offer that will be better that I will consider and say that, hey. I was sitting next to a, a lady on the train. And she was busy applying for a job. And I was looking. I don't know what it's called, but I was looking. But I kept, I kept looking, even reading what she was writing. She was applying for a job at Morgan Stanley. Yeah. And I, I remember I was saying to myself, wow. Wow. So I was looking at it and I was, saying, I was saying to myself, I was saying to myself, look at the difference in the life. Because I was thinking, I've been here before. I've worked every way. Where she read, because she was really writing and convincing them. 
And she kept shuffling in between the Morgan Stanley website and then what she's writing. She goes there. She goes there, picks some information. Then she comes back, goes there, picks information. She comes back. I saw everything, what she studied. She's, not, she, she's still studying. She hasn't, so she told them, I'm studying this. If she gets me, she will not be happy. I was reading everything because I needed to come and tell you what I was doing on the, on the train. I was reading everything she was typing. At that point, she lost uh, internet connection. So she took out her phone and started looking at pictures. <laughs> so I said, my, my, job, my job for the afternoon is finished. I could say that what she was, it's not, it's not like she's applying to Morgan Stanley. So I say, mm, it's a good place to work. You must work there. May you be blessed to work in good and high places. Yeah. But here I am with a better job. Because someone influenced me to discover that there's something better. Wow. First Samuel chapter 3. In verse 8. Are you still here? Yeah. You have to remember the person who influenced you to go into ministry, isn't it? You remember your aim, your aim and your vision in life. And then suddenly it's changed. Suddenly what is important to you is serving God and working for God. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Verse 9. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Verse 10, and the Lord came and stood and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. Somebody had to explain to him that what you are hearing and what you are feeling is the call of God. So you have to remember, we have to remember the person who explained to you that desire means God is calling you. When you have desire to work for God, a desire, a feeling, that I want to do more for God, it's called the call of God. When you have interest, you have to remember that, that person, you have to remember that person who influenced you into the work of the ministry. Because you may have things that you don't, you don't even know what it is. You don't even know what it is. The only thing you know is when you have feelings for a boy. But you don't understand feelings for God. And feelings for God is called, is called a call. Feeling for God and feeling for ministry is called a call. May you have that feeling as well. And not just feelings for a boy. Feelings for a boy, even leopards have it. Number four. The person who taught you how to preach. Wow. Someone must have taught you how to preach. There are people who come into your life and they show you the most, they, they show you the most valuable skills of life. How to preach. Again, Bishop Dad taught me how to preach. Yeah, he taught me how to preach. He called me into his office one, one Monday night. We used to have New Believers School on Monday evenings. One Monday night, and he gave me two valuable keys in life. One of them was about communication. The second one was about how to preach. Yeah. You want me to tell you what he says? No, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. When it becomes necessary for you, I'll tell you. And I hope you will listen. Yeah, because he taught me how to preach. He gave me a key to preach. So when you are preaching, be like this. Preach like this. Wow. 
I'm amazed that today I preach and people laugh. Because I'm not a funny person. One of, the, one of the miracles in my services is that I see people laughing when I'm preaching. It's one of the miracles. Because I don't aim to entertain people. Or to make people laugh. It's not, it's not even my nature. That we are laughing. We are laughing. We are falling off our chairs. How many of you have laughed since you came this morning? Uh-huh. It's a miracle. I should have taken testimony. It's a, like a miracle service. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle service that you can laugh. That when I preach, you can laugh. Because when I started, when I'm preaching or talking, nobody laughs. So it's one of the things he taught. He taught me how to do some things. That's why you laugh today. That's why you laugh today. This was in 1992. When he gave me these two keys. Today you are still laughing, isn't it? Even though I'm not laughing, you're laughing. But I was taught how to preach. I think I'm not a bad preacher. I mean, you are evidence that I'm not a bad preacher. The fact that you have come. And you don't even want the service to end. That's a sign that I'm a good preacher. And you haven't fallen asleep. Nobody is sleeping. I mean, look at the whole room. Nobody is sleeping. You're just watching me. Yeah. You see, John Wesley was asked a question once. He was asked, how do you get all these crowds to come around you when you're preaching? When you see preaching on the streets of England, where do you get all these crowds from? And he said, he said, I set myself on fire and they come and watch me burn. Yeah. In other words, he preaches with passion. He speaks with passion. When he speaks, he speaks with passion. He believes what he's saying. When you see someone saying something that he believes, it's different from someone saying something that they don't believe. Yeah. There are two different types of politicians. Those who believe in what they are saying and those who don't believe in what they are saying. They are different. There are those who believe in Brexit and those who don't believe in Brexit. There are people who don't believe in Brexit, but because of some reasons, they are fighting for Brexit, but they don't believe it. When they speak, they are different from those who really believe it. Uh-huh. So when you're a preacher, you have, to believe, you have to be like the person who believes in Brexit and is campaigning for Brexit. Wow. <laughs> Number five. Are you still here? Yes. You sure you're here? Yes. People to remember. People to remember. I'm just sharing with people to remember. People to remember. So you don't just be there and be remembering your chemistry teacher and your biology teacher. Otherwise, these are people that you remember. But these are not people who have made. These are people who can be, even be replaced. Just when I'm bored, I just go on YouTube and, and take myself to school. Some subjects, some things that I remember, some topics that I remember that I want to enjoy. I just sit there and just let someone talk and just work along with them. Just for happiness. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm just bored, I mean, when I'm bored, it's like, it's better than watching pornography. Yeah. Maybe I'm helping some of you that when you're bored, instead of going to watch um, Whatever you can go, you can go here. Yes, (laughs) 
just type in some, some topics. Then it comes up. You see different people with their, their ideas. I'll be watching them. I'll say, wow, it's nice. <laughs> it's like you, learn, you, you can learn a lot of things. There are a lot of things to learn. The world now is very nice and easy. Number five. Did I give you number five? The fifth person you have to remember is the person who taught you about life. So you see, even, even, even as I'm, I'm going through the, the list, maybe you don't have some of these people. It means that you have to quickly become wise and appoint somebody to teach you about life. Because some of us, when you are being taught about life, you don't like it. You don't receive it. You sucked your teachers of life out of your, out of your life. Look, your parents can't teach you everything. My parents didn't teach me everything. They did well, they tried, but they didn't teach me everything. Someone, at a point, someone has to take over and teach you some other things and explain some other things to you. Parents can't teach you everything. Depending on who they are, sometimes some of the topics is even hard for them to bring up with you. They pray that someone will take you on and take you up. And explain it to you and teach you. So there's something in, in this life called lessons of life. And you need a teacher. Someone to teach you how to do this. How not to do that. Someone, someone may have to teach you how to sit. If you're a leader, I want to teach you how to sit. You may think that it's not an important thing. It's an important thing. How to sit. How to dress. I'm always complaining about dressing. Not always, but sometimes. Yes. Because you can see that people lack a teacher. And it's not, you see, it's not every fashion that you go for. <laughs> no problem. You seem to understand everything already, so. Yes. First Samuel chapter 4 and verse 12. So you get to a point, you need, you need a teacher in life. And when you are told to do something, don't so do it. Yes. Don't argue. Don't talk back. Don't feel like you know better. When you get that person you can receive from where the did I say first Samuel? I said first Samuel again. What's happening today? Janice, did you hear first Samuel? No, you heard Timothy. You heard Timothy, isn't it? Yes, you heard first Timothy. Yes, first Timothy. Ah. How come Janice is hearing me and you people are not hearing me? First Timothy chapter 4. Are you here? Need the teachers of life. Teachers of life. Now to teach you certain things. He says that let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word. In conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You see, you, you may not get these things from, from your home. Yes. An example in faith. How to believe God, continue believing God. As the winds and the waves of life are buttering you. You need an example in someone to teach you that keep believing. Keep believing. In purity. What? Sometimes, sometimes you, don't have, you don't have the best example of purity. Wherever you are coming from, you can say, no, there, there's nothing pure here. 
Though you respect the person, there's, there's nothing really pure there. You shouldn't disobey or d- despise the person. But you can say, no, this person perhaps didn't even know God. The way you know God, the person didn't know God. So there's no real example there. So now you have to search for the example. You have to search for the example. And that, that is where you discover the teacher of life. Instead of, instead, of, instead of adopting the bad example that is staring at you in the house. You can't absorb all the bad things. Maybe it's not the best example of a wife. Or daddy is not the best example of a, of a father or a husband. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that he's an evil person. He's just not the best example. So now you have to look, where is the example? Where is the example? Who is the person who will teach you the example from the scriptures? And cling on to that person. Cling on to that person. Don't, don't say that to me. This is how my mother is. You, are, now you, are, you have grown up and you are fighting your mother's battles. Battles you don't understand. Hmm. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? You need the teachers of the lessons of life. They'll teach you. They'll teach you. They'll teach you things. You didn't even, perhaps you didn't even know it existed. Do you know it existed? You see, you, many people don't even know how to cook. Who will teach you how to cook? Not even teach you how to cook. Who will even tell you the importance of cooking? Who will tell you the importance of cooking? You see, there are some things that you don't need a teacher, like falling in love. Yes. Anybody, anybody, before they like somebody. But the person you are liking, when you go home, what will you eat? And then what will you talk about? Maybe no, no one ever told you that you have to smile. That you have to smile. Learn how to smile. Smile. Maybe you were not told to smile. And then, and then to speak. Because speaking, ability to hold a conversation is evidence of intelligence. Ability to hold a conversation. To talk about something. To talk. That we are talking. And then you are talking to an important person. Someone you see as important. That when you meet important people, you don't become deaf mute. But you can, you can speak. And you see, you see, most people who seem to talk a lot like Chatterbody talking, watch carefully. They usually talk about nothing. But it's a sign of intelligence. No, it's not that it's not they don't know that they haven't said anything. They know they haven't said the important things of them. Who just arrives somewhere and says everything about their life? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. But they know they know how to pick and choose topics, and you won't be bored when you are with them. I remember two ladies like that. One of them I met her for the first time. One of them actually came down here, the same place, down there. She sat, she sat, and she took. I said not more than three or four sentences. And she talked for 45 minutes, and I wasn't bored. And I said, this girl is an intelligent girl. She's intelligent. Because I didn't suck her. Because I have a polite way of getting rid of people. I didn't, I, didn't drive, I, didn't, I didn't drive them away at all. They talked. Because it's intelligent to be able to talk. To have something to say. 
to have something to say. And she, and she's met, she's met a bishop for the first time. Everybody will say, oh, it's bishop. Ooh, it's bishop. Don't be silly. Oh, it's bishop. I can't talk to you. I mean, it's bishop. No, you have to. It's bishop. It's bishop. You see, you are, you are showing, you are showing daftness. You don't have anything to say at all. You see, I'm teaching you a lesson of life. That you should be able to speak. And speak intelligently. And speak well. And speak confidently. Talk. Tell stories. Do anything. Have I not told you what happened on my way to church today? I've told you things. I've told you I saw grumpy people. Then I've told you that I saw a lady applying for a job. Where? What was she applying a job to? Morgan, 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 MS. Yes. But have you said said much? But I've told you things. I've had something to tell you. So what about you? Didn't anything happen on your way to church? When you meet them, you say, oh, mercy. Forgive. Oh, Bishop, forgive. It's working. (laughs) Yeah. And what a lot of people do when they see, when they see a preacher is that they, they, they feel, because he's a pastor, I have to talk about spiritual things. So, um, um, Bishop, what's, what's, the, what's the difference between the anointing and the Holy Ghost? <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. I was born in the night, but not last night. Bishop, what's, what's the difference? I, mean, I need to know that I'm different between anointing and the Holy Ghost. If I didn't know you, if I didn't know you, and real things in your life that need to be adjusted, I would have answered that question. Based of asking real things, anointing and the Holy Ghost. Amen, Bishop, you know, anointing. You see, the anointing, the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. So, Bishop, when the Bible says that the Spirit upon you, and the Spirit in you, and the Spirit with you, what is the difference? Because <laughs> the Bible actually talks about the inner man. <laughs> so, Mr. Bishop, if you don't mind, if you have time, can you shed some light? on the difference between the anointing and the Holy Ghost. Can you shed some light? Shed some light. You mean all week you've been talking, you've been only thinking about anointing and Holy Ghost all week? Are you sure? Are you sure that's what, are you sure that's the most pressing thing on your mind? All week, the whole week, since you woke up, since you woke up on Monday, since you don't have an answer in a Saturday night, let me ask the bishop. He will know the difference between the anointing and the Holy Ghost. So, Mr. Bishop, can you shed some light on the difference between the anointing and the Holy Ghost? You see, you are laughing. It's a miracle. <laughs> How many points do you have? 
five, yes. Five is a person who taught you about life, isn't it? Lessons of life. Lesson. You need a coach. You need a coach. You need a coach. Brothers, you need a coach. Sisters, you need a coach. You need a coach. You need a coach on different aspects of life. You need a coach in your career. What to do? You need a coach. Someone to t- someone, you need someone to tell you that, look, be serious. Be serious. Finish this course. Do this. You need a coach to tell you. You can't just sit there and say that I've, I've finished this thing, so I'm not going to lay eggs. You can't just sit there like that. Come on. Be serious. You need someone. You need, you, you, need, you need a coach in life. Yes. And brothers need a coach. Because brothers are impressed with your beauty. Sisters, you know that. They're impressed. They're impressed with your beauty. You see, look. <laughs> let, let, me, let, let, me, let me give you a li- life's lesson. Let me give you one of the lessons of life. Let me give you one of the lessons of life. You see, when you see a beautiful girl, it's a beautiful girl. You know what? Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. It's very subjective. What is beautiful for you may not be beautiful for somebody else. And what's beautiful to that person may also not be beautiful for somebody else. Yes, I mean. Have you not seen somebody who says it's Miss Universe or Miss World and you are wondering why? How many of you have asked that? Yes. If you have, then you are just like me. I've also asked before. Yes, I mean, how? Why? So listen to me. L- listen, to li- listen to a lesson. Listen to a lesson. Brothers, brothers, listen. Listen. You see, something that the person did not earn, that is, the person did not work for it, it's not, it means that it's not something that you must classify as very valuable in your life. Because it's, it's telling you nothing about the person, nothing. Because she didn't work for it. She didn't earn it. She didn't study. She, she didn't study to become beautiful. Nobody has a certificate for having big breasts or a certificate for having big bum or a certificate for having wide hips. Have you seen a certificate for wide hips? Nobody has it. Or a certificate for having beautiful eyes. There's nobody who, who has studied that when they finish the reward is that I'll give you beautiful eyes. So when you see beautiful eyes, big breasts, wide hips, big bum, uh, what, what else do you like? Oh, but why would you like long hair in this day of weeks? What's your problem? I don't see why you like uh, you. I mean, look, I respect you. Don't waste in your state that you like long hair. I mean, why? In 2019. I mean, how do you know who has long hair, who has short hair? How do you know? Ah. Look, let me finish my point. You're changing my point. You're even, you're even making it worse. So, you see, when you see a guy. Who is bowled over with hips, booby traps? Buttocks, sleepy eyes, 
what he doesn't know is that those things do not contribute to life. You, have, you actually have nothing. The thing you are chasing is nothing. You, you've not even started to discover and to know that person. So that thing can't be, can't be your number one thing. It can't be the number one thing that you're looking for. I want a beautiful girl. You can't say marry a witch. I met a brother once. He said, I want a fair lady with dimples. I just said to him that you can easily end up with a witch. You can easily end up with a witch. Why won't you start off with, I want a Christian. Stable Christian. Faithful Christian. Someone who has been around for a, for a long time. No, I don't even know why you are clapping. Because you are not like that. Don't clap. Listen to my lesson. Listen first. When I finish, you can clap. Listen. Ah. I don't know why you are clapping. You are clapping as if you agree with me. But you've not, that's, not, that's not what you tell me. Is that what you've been telling me? Have you stopped clapping? Can I continue preaching? When I finish my point, you can clap, okay? Yes, but you can't clap now because it's not something that you've been doing. When I finish that, you clap and they say, oh, it means that you have learned. Do you understand your reaction? That's a more genuine reaction. But, oh, then you clap. When I finish my point, okay. So my point is that (laughs) these external features she did not earn it. So it shouldn't be the main thing you are looking for. It shouldn't be number one. Number one should be faithfulness. Faithfulness in church. Then her character, her behavior. So that's where you get recommendations. Do you know her? What's she like? All, all this in secret. You ask people. You, you get, or you, when you say you ask people, you ask important people. People who would know. What's she like? What do you know? You know this. So when you're told stop, you stop. Because, because of data protection, you may not hear everything. All we'll say is that stop. You have to stop there. So you ask for recommendations. Because what you are fishing out for is the person's character. So you're going to live with the person. When you live with someone for two days, you will not remember the size of her buttocks. It won't occur to you. It won't occur to you. It won't occur to you that this buttocks is, is, is big or flat. It won't occur to you. You will, not, you will not remember the size of her chest. You won't, you, it won't be the thing that occurs to you. You, you see that you will be saying that she's very lippy. <laughs> You will never get a lippy person. Mm. Yes. But see, these are the things you have to find out. And then, of course, of course, everybody is allowed to choose something that is beautiful to you. But it has to be somewhere down on the list. And say, oh, but she's also, she also looks good to me. Because you, you can't, can you choose someone that doesn't look nice? That person must look nice to you. Now you can clap and say, oh. <laughs> and be nodding your head and say, now, nah, uh-huh, yes, that's it. Jeffrey, yeah, you've got it, yes. It's like, yeah, that's the point, yes. Uh-huh, yeah. But not that you just arrive, it's like, well, that's what you want. You are, you are describing body shape. They buy a guitar, buy a guitar. Buy a guitar and take it home.
person can't even make even one intelligent conversation with you. One intelligent conversation. That the person can chat with you. Person only complains. Complains about their mother, complains about their father, crying, moody, and that's what you want. You've not even noticed that she can't even make an intelligent conversation. She can't talk about Brexit. She can't, she can't talk about anything. <laughs> when you meet, when you meet, it's just complaining. Always angry. And you're not afraid. Nothing that is happening. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even mention Jeremy Corbyn. Just even know who Jeremy Corbyn is. Just even know who Jeremy Corbyn is. She'll say, she'll say, yes, I know Jeremy. I know him. <laughs> I sat next to him in church. <laughs> yeah. he's, a nice, he's a nice lad, you know. He's a nice lad. <laughs> he took him. <laughs> I sat next to Jeremy. He was in church. <laughs> he's in the choir. Yes, he's in the choir. That tall, that tall chap in the choir. Yeah, Jeremy, I know him. <laughs> So, brothers, I think the brothers, you've understood my, my point. It's, it's a, it's, you have to remember the person who teaches you about life. And don't reject that person. You don't reject that person. Don't reject. Someone starts talking to you about your hair, about your dressing, about this. Don't reject the person. Don't feel the person is picking on you. Don't reject that person. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have someone to talk to you about your hair. Your hair, you did it. You did it 31st night. It's, uh, it's, we're almost going for another 31st night. And you have it. Hmm. Number six. I don't know why this one is causing waves. <laughs> went to a church time once. It was welcoming time. That's why I don't like welcoming, going around, hugging people. Yes. I mean, welcoming. The time we finished welcoming, I had sore throat. Yes. The hair of the sisters. The hair. Oh, pastor! Then you have to breathe. Another one comes. No, 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 no. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. At the end of that service, I had sore throat. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, let's go around, we'll hug five people, hug ten people, no, 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 it's not my style at all. I will say, look, turn to the person sitting next to you, tell me, you are welcome to church. Finish. I had sore throat. In the church somewhere, once upon a time. Number six. I think I just have seven. Seven people. So we have seven or eight. I don't know. So we are there. We are done. 
Okay, number six is a person who trained you in ministry. The other one was a person who influenced you to go into the ministry. This one, the person who trained you in the ministry. Don't get confused. Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. And the things that you have heard of me from many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who are able to teach others also. So that will train you in the ministry, will train you what to do, what not to do. So that you read in the books, you are reading the books, you are being trained. As you are listening to messages, you are being trained in the ministry. You shouldn't forget the person who trained you in the ministry. Are you with me? And then, number seven, is a person who gave you an opportunity in ministry. You should notice when you are given an opportunity in ministry, when you are asked to do something, you have to notice that I've been given an opportunity. That what I've been asked to do and what I'm doing, it doesn't, go, doesn't come to everyone. When you are given an opportunity, don't think you are special. Don't, don't think you are better than everybody else because that will cause your downfall very fast. The Bible says pride goeth before a fall. When you are given an opportunity, humbly remember that it looks like to have been given an opportunity. Don't feel too good. Don't feel I'm special. I'm very good. I am very, very good. That's why I've been chosen. No, rather, I've been given an opportunity. And always remember the person who gave you the opportunity. Remember that person who gave you the chance. Because you can easily feel like, oh, I'm good. I'm better than all these people. Perhaps even the person who gave you, well, you are even better than the person. That's why he's asked you to do it. You are better than him. You are good. You are too good. Mm. So, Acts chapter 9, verse 27, says that, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Mm. So that's opportunity. He took him and brought him to the apostles. Just remember, someone took you. I remember people that I've traveled with, people that I introduced to Bishop. I said to Bishop, this is this person. This is this person. He's great in the church. He's doing well in the church. Introductions. I took them. I traveled with them. Let's go here. There was, there was Bishop sitting and said, Bishop, this is this person. I have to introduce one after the other. You have to remember to give you a chance in the ministry, a chance. Yeah. How many of you would like me to introduce you to Bishop? Mm. You really? Okay. No, it's not a problem. I will. If I get a chance, I will. It's not a problem at all. It's not a problem for me. I've not been put off or discouraged. No, no, I will. I still do. I'll introduce you. I say, well, this is this person. This is this person. Aliyah, you like me to introduce you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I will. If I get a chance, I will. I'll take, you to, I'll take your hand like this and take you to him. I said, this is Aliyah. She's in the choir. She's a faithful girl. Said, You'd be surprised at what I'll even say about you. You'd be say, thinking, oh, wow, is this who I am? But you have to remember. Yeah. Instead of becoming proud, you have to become humble. Because it's a long journey. Yeah. But that way, isn't a problem. I'll remember that you told me to that shoot. I'll remember. 
Will you remind me that I have to introduce Ali? Yeah, I will. I'll introduce you. It's not a problem. Who else would like me to introduce them? (laughs) (laughs) Any people he knows already are lifting up their hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No problem. It's called opportunity in ministry. Because most good things, if not every good thing, comes through recommendation. Someone has to point at you. Someone has to point at you. John the Baptist pointed at Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of this world. He had to introduce Jesus to the world, to the public, to the world that has got this. This is, this is the Lamb of God. This, is the, this person you are looking at is called the Lamb of God. This is the Lamb that's about to be sacrificed. Everybody needs an introduction. Someone has to introduce you. Someone has, someone has to mention you to someone. Someone has to mention you to someone. Someone has said, there's this person. This person exists. Yeah. Someone has to mention you. If nobody mentions you, your gifts will never be known. You will never be discovered. Somebody has to say, you exist. There's this person that is there. There's this one that is there. Wow. And the best place to be introduced at is ministry. Do you have seven? Okay. Eight. The person who loved you and had faith in you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. When someone has faith in him, the person loves you, you know, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Verse 20. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Verse 21. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Verse 22. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the father, he has served me in the gospel. This is a testimony of Timothy. So you have to notice the people who love you and the people who have faith in you. They're the ones who give you opportunities to do things. Number nine, is the person who goes ahead and fights for you. Usually by the time you are maturing to certain levels of life, a lot of things have been fixed and sorted out already for you. And then number 10, the person who helped you financially. People usually forget this one. Sometimes they even say they are borrowing. They never pay back. <laughs> Forgive everybody who has sent to you that can you lend me this? And they never paid back. Forgive all of them. All. All. Many years ago, I mean, I'm sure about 20 or 30 years ago, I had a Nigerian preacher preaching. And he said, when Christian brother asks you for money, dash him. Do you understand Dashim? Let's give it to him for free. Never say, take and pay me back. And his explanation after that was that if you lend to people in church, there will always be a crisis and a problem. There will always be tension. It destroys relationships. So the person asks you for 10 pounds. You don't have 10 pounds? Dash him 5 pounds or 2 pounds. Give him what you have for free. Just, just donate. 
And, and then, then say, no, forget about it. Don't pay back. Forget. Because the person won't pay back anyway. You know the person won't pay back. Don't you know the person won't pay back? Yes. It has, it not, has it not brought problems? Yes. I can see some of you looking at people. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. I didn't intend to remind you of your problems. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that we are human beings. It must exist. Yeah. There are even people who have not, who lack, who lack the coach, coaches of life. So they've not been trained well not to ask for money, not to beg, to live within their means. It's also training. Somebody has to tell you. If you don't have, what? Cut your cloth according to your what? Your coat according to your size. Yes, cut your coat according to your size. Yeah. But people try to do things that they can't afford. If it's one shoe you can afford, why one shoe? Who will even notice your shoes? Just wears. Yes. Just wear black. Always black. Black is one of the nicest colors in life. Yeah. I tell you, uniform, we are wearing white. Tell them, you know what? Look, I'm colorblind. I have black. <laughs> No, when you have no, don't say you are colorblind. It's not a good confession. But you see, when you don't have something, don't be under pressure to get it. That's what brings borrowing, debts, introducing difficulties into your life, and then crisis between you and your friend. Because now you've gone to borrow your friend's thing. You, you, you have not returned it. You borrow your friend's shirt. You haven't returned it. You borrowed, you have, you've, now you've gone to borrow the skirt. You haven't returned it. Now you've borrowed shoes. You haven't returned it. You've even borrowed hair. You haven't returned it. Yes. One day when the person is angry, the person will tell you that my whole wardrobe is in your house. Then you are hurt. You don't have it. That's it. You don't have it. Use what you have. Always use what you have. Hmm? Always use what you have. Don't destroy relationships over things that have been borrowed, have not been brought back. And then the person starts, he some of sometimes people have also genuinely forgotten that they owe you. There are people like that. They, they have forgotten, I'm telling you. Now you are carrying bitterness. And they are working free-spirited. <laughs> Because they have forgotten. They have forgotten that they owe you five pounds. No, no, I hope you can hear what I'm saying. There are people who genuinely... See, there are people that as soon as the problem is over, they forgot how they solved the problem. I'm telling you. They have genuinely forgotten that they took your ten pounds they haven't paid you back. That's why when you ask them to say, ah, but it's just ten pounds. And then you will be more hurt. And they won't pay, and they will never pay. And what they took the ten pounds for, they didn't even use it for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So when Christian brother asks you for something, dash, dash, dash. If the person says, I'll pay, say no, 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 don't pay me, don't, no, it's for you. 
It's an offering. It's an offering. The Bible says, give and it shall be given back unto me. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. You are a fatal soil. I'm sowing into you. God will bless me. God will bless me. Yes. Uh-huh. God will bless me. God will bless me. Yes. It's better than becoming bitter. But there are people who have collected people's things. Hey, if they are creditors, you queue up on them. You'd be surprised. That you if you wonder that what is it? Is it a lay school that they are having here? What, what, what is happening there? Oh, people, money. They owe people Nando's. They owe people clothes. I mean, anything. So also learn that as a life lesson. Don't borrow. Don't borrow things. What you don't have, you don't. what you have, you can make the best of it. What you have, you can make the best of it. You can make the best of it. What you have, you can make the best of it. You can live with it. Yes. Yeah. I've had one black suit before. Yes. I use it every Sunday. Every Sunday when you come home, it looks sharp. When I come, all I had to do was to change the tie. But one suit, one black suit, here in the United Kingdom. One black suit. Why should I go and borrow somebody's suit to come and impress who? I have, today I have suits I don't even wear. I have suits. I, have, I, have, I, have, I don't even know what to do with them. Mm. That one you'll be there, isn't it? Yeah, I have suits. I mean, I have suits. Suits are the problem. I've had one suit before, and I used that one suit. I used it. I, I'm sure over a year. You thought for two months, isn't it? No, over a year. I was wearing it. Black. <laughs> I'm so happy it was black. It wasn't yellow. It was yellow. The church will get disturbed. Black. Quiet like that. It's one pair of shoes. That one was also black. And I'm sure I had a few ties, maybe about five or six. So you rotate it. That's six weeks. By the time you repeat it, six weeks has gone. That's a month and a half. The people have forgotten that you, they've seen it before. <laughs> I've never had a store card buying things on credit. I don't, do, I, don't do, I don't do credit things. I use what I have. Use what I have. Come and check whether I'm, 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 I'm a struggler. Borrowing things to impress people. You don't have anything. I mean, not you. People who borrow things. You will have something. You'll be rich. Yes. People always impressing, always when they don't have anything to their name. But six ties. We go round every six weeks. Then it appears again. Then it goes round. Then it appears again. Goes round. Then it appears again. Yeah. With the one black suit, white shirt. You can't tell. How can you tell? You can't tell. The preaching was powerful. You have to have faith in the anointing. Not in what you are wearing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you don't have, use what you have. 
borrowing from anybody. Never. Is that Louise or James? Louise, yes. Don't borrow from anybody. At all. If it's one blue tie that you have, wear it till thy kingdom come. <laughs> yeah. God will make a way of escape for you. Beautiful. Have we finished? What was the last thing that you had? The person who helped you financially. Yes, that's the last one. You are done. The person who helped you financially. So remember the people who helped you financially. Yes, when you're broke. Yes. Even if you can't pay back, remember to say thank you. Thank you to them. Yes, remember to say thank you to them. Just say thank you. Someone has helped you before. Remember to say thank you. Oh, thank you very much that you helped me. And that you helped me on this day. You did this for me. You gave me this. I was really hard up, but you gave me this. Just say thank you. Maybe, maybe you told us you'll pay back. You tell us the story I haven't paid back. I mean, after today's message, the person will tell you that, look, you're a good soul. Since I gave it to you, God has blessed me. God has blessed me, but don't come back again. <laughs> Do you like my message? You have important people to remember, isn't it? People you must never forget. You must never forget them. The person who led you to Christ, number one. Never forget that person. Never, ever. Never, ever. The person who invited you to church and took you to church. Never forget that person. Never forget that person. God bless you. Stand to your feet. How many of you realize you need coaches in this life? You need a coach. You need a coach. You don't have a coach. Or you've sacked your coach. Like football teams who sack coaches. You've sacked your coach. Yeah. People have sacked me before. That's why I, I know that people can sack. Who has sacked me before? Now, people have even tried secretly, private. Do you know secretly? Yes, to help. Yeah. They sacked me. Even in secret, they sacked. They didn't even know that it was me. I used another person, an odd person. Oh, I remember someone. I said, look, this person, I'll pay, I'll pay for her hair every time. So I tried to look for a sister who understands her. I said, well, it's a cycle. Is it time to change? Let's change. Let's pay for it. And I was paying. She, she, fi- she fired. She fired. If it's like, hey, so, it's not like the person, you like, you like me to be paid for, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a feel. I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah. I said, don't pay for it. I said, oh, yeah. I said, I have daughters. I have daughters. I understand. I understand what it means to want to change your hair. I understand it. I said, I'll pay for it. If it oh, she, she cleared. She cleared us like a. Do you understand? We were cleared off. I said, no problem. But you need a coach. You need someone to help you. Don't fire people. You need humility. You like somebody say that? Pay for. I mean, go anytime you want. Just go. Just call. Yes. Yeah. But everybody is not like that. Everybody doesn't just receive help and advice. Everybody doesn't receive it like that. You think everybody does? But everybody doesn't. Look. We are all not privileged to have some things. 
excuse me to say, even parents, we are not privileged to have parents. And we are not even all privileged to even have parents of a certain stature. That's parents who understand some things. Some parents who understand something, because perhaps they are not educated. So they, they may not even be able to help you to do well in this life, in a sense. They are good parents, nice parents. They are not bad parents. They are not evil people. But they don't have something. So God, God gives you something else. Or God gives you someone else to help you and to direct you. You don't reject such people. Rather humble yourself. You don't reject such people. You can't reject them. You tell some parents that you tell them that I'm going to uni, I'm going to study um, what? Hmm? Okay. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to study pottery. They don't even understand what it is. They may not even know what you're talking about. You need someone to say, no, you, are, you can do better. You can do something better. You need someone to guide you and say, no, do this instead. But you can easily slap the person off your life. Meanwhile, God is sending someone into, God is sending somebody into your life. That's what a few weeks ago, I carefully introduced you to our intimate counselors. And I told you that in case, I didn't even talk about their spirituality, how long they've been Christians. I told you their qualifications. So you will know that at least in life, they've been through certain things in life. So they will know some things. Just for you to say, God has provided, God has provided for you. God has provided. So you can use it. It takes humility to use it. Close your eyes, bow your heads, and just pray to God and thank God for everything you've heard. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Pray. Talk to God. Maybe you want to thank God for certain key people who have appeared in your life at certain phases and stages to be with you, to stay with you, to talk to you, even to talk to you. You want to thank God. You want to remember such people. Remove not the ancient landmark. Don't remove it. There are people you need to thank God. You need to thank God for them every day of your life. Every day of your life. You need to thank God. Say, Lord, I thank you for such a person. I thank you for such a person. That such a person will love me, care about me, take interest in my life. Thank God. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. 
Father, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessing of your word, Lord. Thank you for understanding that you've given to us. Thank you for revelation that has come to us today, Lord. Thank you for direction, Lord, and wisdom that you've given us through your word, by your word, Lord. Thanking you, Father. Thanking you, Father. Thanking you, Father. Thank you for teaching us about what is valuable in this life and what is not valuable, Lord. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your blessing. Now, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, I want to pray for you specially. Maybe today is your first time somebody invited you to church or you've been going to church, but deep in your heart, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're not a Christian. You're not a child of God. You've not given your life to God. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to receive the love of God, the love of God. I know I'm not here by chance. I know I didn't attend this service by chance. But it is your will, oh God. It is your will, God, that I should be here, that I'm here today. To meet you, to experience you, to know about your love and your care, and to experience your care. Pastor, please pray with me. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Today is my day. If you're here like that, please lift up your right hand wherever you are very quickly and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. Hi, so I can see you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I can see several hands there. You also want to join in. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Keep it up. Just your right hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a Christian. I want to serve God. I want to walk with God. I want to experience the love of God. I want Jesus to be the the Lord of my life. I want this love of God. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need him. I need him. I want him. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to go to heaven. I want to be a child of God. I want a better life. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come here very quickly. Come. Maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. Still come. You didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Join us here. Join him. Yes. Thank you. Come. Come very quickly. Come. Come to Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. 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 Come. Come to God today. Come and experience the love of God. Come and experience the love of God. Come and experience the love of God. Come and experience the kindness of God. The forgiveness of God. The mercies of God. Come. Come. Don't be shy. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus is drawing you, is calling you. Come. I'm waiting for you. One more soul. One more soul coming to Jesus today. 
Surrender to him today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Don't say another time. Don't say another day. Today. Today. Listen to me. Open your eyes, everybody. Listen. Look, look at me. Look at me. I, I want you to help somebody standing next to you. I want you to ask the person if they are saved, if they are sure, if they drop dead today, would they go to heaven or hell? Are they a child of God? Are they children of God? Are their sins forgiven? Are their sins washed away? That's what we are talking about. The mercies of God and the love of God. And I want you to offer the person that look, I can walk with you as though I am the sinner. Because you've taken people to bad places. You've introduced people to bad boys and bad girls and to clubs and to, and to drugs and to different... How much more introducing somebody to Jesus and walking with someone to Jesus? I want to ask that we are singing one more time. If the, someone by you is not saved, not sure of their salvation, I want you to walk with the person right now and come as we sing for the final time. There is room, there is room at the cross. The cross for you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Come to him. Come to Jesus. Yes. Yes, there is room. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We are singing just for you to come. Come quickly. Come quickly. There is room Come quickly. Come fast. Yes. The millions have come. There's still room. There is still room for you. There's still room for you. There's still room for you. Yes, there's room for you. Come to Jesus. It's not too far. It's not too difficult. Come to Jesus. We are close enough. This is your time. This is your chance. Come to Jesus now. There is. There is. There is. Come to Him. Come to Him. Come. Bow your heads now. Let's pray. Close your eyes, everybody. I'm waiting for you. If you're coming, come quickly. Close your eyes, everybody. Bow your heads. Those in front, we're going to say this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to say this prayer after me. And everybody in this room will join us and help us as we make this prayer. Say with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Say it loudly, boldly, confidently. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Say, say, please wash me. With the blood of Jesus. Say heavenly father. Please write my name. In the book of life.
Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours. From today, I will no longer serve Satan. I will no longer obey Satan. I belong to Jesus. Say, say, I belong to Jesus. I am saved. I am born again. I am washed with the blood of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Father, for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, pray for these dear ones. Let them be blessed. Let them be established in your house. Let them be Christians. Let them serve you. Let them love you. Thank you for salvation today. Thank you that every yoke and bondage of the enemy is broken from off their lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Those in front say your loudest amen. Amen. God bless you. Please receive these gifts very quickly. God bless you. It's a gift for you. It is yours for keeps and yours for reading and yours for studying in addition to your coursework. Study it till you can teach it. As soon as you can teach it, it means you've understood it. That must be your aim. That's how to do well in anything. Any course you are studying, you study it, then you call your friends and you try to explain it to them. Once you can explain it, it means you've understood it. So study this book till you can teach me. One day call me and say, look, pastor, I want to teach you how to read your Bible and pray every day. Then it means you've understood it. So God bless you. At the end of service, we'd like to have a chat with you. Just come right here where these guys are waving. Right here. Come and sit here for just a few minutes. We'll speak to you before you go home. So don't run off. Don't shoot off. Don't disappear. Don't evaporate. As soon as the service is over, just come right back here. We'll talk to you briefly and then you can go home. God bless you. Come for them as they go back to their seats. Are you clapping for them? Are you clapping like the angels clap when souls are saved? Wow. Communion. Sing it. Yes, take eat. Take eat, this is my body. Once you are saved, you're born again, you're Christian, you're here, you qualify for communion. Don't have ideas and imaginations. There's nowhere to confess anything. This is it. That was shed for you. Receive the blood of Jesus. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Yes. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless. It's the communion of the blood of Christ. Sing it. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. This is the meal of God. It will sustain you. It will give you life. When I see the blood Oh, 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 yeah 
I will pass over you. Oh, 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 when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yes, I will. God sent prophet Elijah on a long journey. Forty days and forty nights, Elijah needed supernatural strength. Oh, prophet Elijah, take this meal and eat. It will sustain you. Father, I bless every bread and I bless every cup. And I declare, may your people be made full as they eat it, Lord. Let them be full health-wise, Lord. Let them be full financially, Lord. Let them be full in intelligence and understanding, Lord. Let your people be satisfied in this life, Lord. With every good thing as we eat it, Lord. May we not hunger. May we not thirst, Lord. May we not lack any good thing, Father. Thank you for the body of Christ. And thank you for the blood of Jesus. The body of Christ. Eat all of it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all. Father, thank you for fullness. Thank you for satisfaction. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you that no good thing shall be withheld from your people. Let your people be blessed. Let your people be fruitful. Let your people be satisfied. Let your people escape every temptation of the enemy, Lord. Thank you for fullness. And thank you for satisfaction. In Jesus' name. Let every secret prayer, O oh God, be answered. Amen. That the joy of your people may be full. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Oh, shout amen. amen. Shout a faith-filled amen. amen. God bless you. Take care. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.